Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And my name's Kate. And we're delighted to be back for a brand new year of shows. Oh my goodness, it's so exciting. It is. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. And today is all about endings and beginnings. Yes. It's the end of our 2023 and the beginning of the year of Jack Bauer. The year of Jack Bauer, everybody. Yes, it is 2024. It's 24. So over the course of today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about our Christmas, the things we liked, the things we didn't, but then we're going to be hitting the new year and talking all about all the things that we're looking forward to this year. Yes. So without further ado, it's cold outside. It's cold. So I've wrapped up nice and warm. We've I was got going to get... mittens and hats and scarves. Full the full works. Yes. Um, but it, it, I was going to get my warm winter coat. It really has got to that point. But do you know what? I just thought that it, I find this all the time, and I think you're the same. Once you get out walking, you, you warm get up. warm, yeah, don't you? you do yeah. Warm so I've gone with my standard raincoat, and we'll see if I get cold. Let's get out for our first walk of the year. My goodness, I mean, talking about ending 2023, it was really quite windy, wasn't it, through November? Oh, gosh. November? December? Well, November into December, I think. Yeah, it yeah. was It was all, It was was windy for a, gosh, a, bit, a good long spell, quite a few weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. And we had a couple of different storms, I think, that came in. It's the one type of weather that I really can't stand. Because it's just so destructive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. It's quite scary. It's, you know, when it's going 50, 60 miles an hour, yeah. you know, you're worried, aren't you, that you're about your house and your fences and all well, the rest of it. I'm sure a roof blew off down south. Yes. There was a mini tornado. It did, didn't it? That's it what hit. it was. It was a mini tornado hit and it completely ripped off the roof of, like, one and a half houses. Um, and the thing with those things is, like, then the next door to that was perfectly normal. Yeah. Because they're just so focused, aren't they, those things? They totally are. I mean, it's so strange. Gosh, I do remember going to see that film. I loved it. Twister. Twister, yeah, Brownie loves that one. I think it's one of the first films that I actually recall being in the cinema and seeing. Right, I, I don't remember when I first saw that one. I don't... I don't remember going to the cinema. I might have. I saw it at a showcase. Should we cross again, actually? Yeah, good idea. So we've already had our first fumble of the year. Do you like that, Kate? Uh, American football reference. Yes, yes. We're in the playoffs, everybody. We, That's as all in I'm saying. the Detroit Lions. Yes, playoffs, here we come. And, I mean, quite the game as well, I think it'll be. Yeah, I wouldn't it want will. to put money on it, to be honest. Not no. that I've ever put money on anything, apart from a couple of races at York Races when I was about 17. Oh, yeah, I've, I haven't been to York Races. <laughs> I went to Market Raisin. Right. And Doncaster, I think, but I'm not certain. It's a funny thing, the races, I think. Because it's not something I ever really got. Do you know it No, I mean, I went with work. I wouldn't have chosen to go... You know, just myself. No. It was a work event, so... And I don't know... I know there's certain countries where it's super, super popular. Yeah. But 
it's not something that you sort of hear about in other countries very much at all. No, no. I'd be really interested to know, actually, if it's a thing. I mean, in this country, it it really is a thing, isn't it? You know, in every county, there's yeah, always yeah. a race course somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And always, you know, a, a proportion of the time of the year, they'll yes. be super popular, won't they? Yeah, I mean, there's big race courses here. York is a huge one, isn't it? People and then, of course, down south, up. there's like Epsom and... You know, all of the sort of famous ones. I mean, it's funny that we, we we didn't get it because the Queen got it. Oh, she loved horses, didn't she? Yeah. She loved the horses. I know. Yeah. And my, I remember my gran, every Saturday afternoon, she would just be booked. Yeah, my dad loved horse racing too. Right. Yeah. She would sit there and she loved... What, what, what was the man called with the crazy hat? Do you remember? Who did all the... He was a larger fella, John. Oh, yes, yes. He got super famous for a while. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I can see him in my head. Oh, my grand thought he was like the coolest person in the world. Yeah. But look, we're here to talk about our Christmas. Yes. What a wonderful time. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. I mean, Christmas is such a tricky time, isn't it? Because... There's so many potential pitfalls, you know, dealing yeah, with... Yeah, yeah, there's so many pressures, I think, and expectations and, and well, demands think, and all of these sorts of things. We successfully negotiated all of them, apart from the one which I bet which catches loads of people out. Yeah. Colds. Yeah, hey, Steve. Yeah, go. Hey, Steve. Long-term listeners will know we've just said hello to our postman. Steve, Steve, postman. Who at the moment, I think, will be highly frustrated because his route has been severed. Oh, gosh, it really has. There's so, a lot of work going on, isn't there, on the railways? On the railway, yeah. The, our town is spending something like three billion or some, some ridiculous amount of money. Or it might not be billion, it might be 300 million, 3 million, I don't know. It's a lot of money anyway. And they're expanding the railway station, putting in another line. It's a one or two lines. I don't know. Another track, I can't remember. Um, and part of that means that one of the little skinny bridges near us is closed for like the next 20 weeks. And poor until Steve. Until May. It's literally right in the middle of his rail, yeah. isn't it? So it means like this massive diversion for him, you know, with a heavy bag or a heavy trolley or whatever he's got. You've got to try and look on the positives and think I'm going to be even fitter by the end of this year. I don't know that he would say that, but... No. Because he's a fit bloke anyway, isn't he? Yes. Um, so you're back, back to colds and Christmas. Yeah. It's one of those times of year, isn't it, where... Just and illnesses I, in general, I suppose, yeah. Th this year seems to have been worse really than ever. Really bad, yeah. Everybody seems to have fallen foul of some kind of cold or cough or, you know... And unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. First of all, it happened to our daughter, Bryony. Yeah. We managed to avoid it, but then... We did. Thanks to the coming together of relatives yeah which i'm sure so many people experience at christmas things just get spread around and i picked up something and i sort of got bad on the 27th yeah and have been fairly dodgy ever since yeah i mean you're still battling with a really nasty cough yeah which is always the last thing to go isn't it when yeah. you've had a bad cold and yeah. then 
the past two or three days I've felt dodgy and it comes with the winter doesn't it it's yeah. just like oh anyway that though was one tiny element of some of the realizations that we had this Christmas It's the first year in my life where I just started to think, this is bonkers. All this focus on like rich food. Yeah. And, and you know, having to, to make what everybody else is making and, you know, that kind of traditional Christmas well, dinner. I, I think what there is, from, from my point of view, is there are things which you think you have to have at Christmas yeah. to make it Christmas. Otherwise it's not Christmas. And it, what started to sort of dawn on me just this year was why do we restrain ourselves all year? For example, I really love the sausage rolls that came out. Yeah. And Historically, it's always been like, oh, when are you going to make the sausage rolls? Yeah, We're going yeah. to have sausage rolls. Yeah. And we only have them at Christmas. Yeah. And yeah, okay, there's a bit of sage in the pork, but people eat sage not just at Christmas. I don't think sausage rolls are inherently associated mm. with Christmas. No. So why is it that for 48 years I've insisted on only having those sausage rolls at Christmas and why yeah. would you add that extra pressure on yeah. when you're already making a thousand other things a thousand other things and I got to the point on Christmas day where I just didn't have enough space in the oven to put everything in and I was like having a meltdown because there was just not enough space in the oven and that was related to stuffing yeah there was like a million not well, even... there, well there, there wasn't there was well, two no, there was three, because there was stuffing in the chicken that we were eating already. Yeah. And then there was a, a meat stuffing. Yeah. And then there was a, just sort of a bread crummy, you know, non-meat stuffing. Yeah. But then there's all the, ro there's roast potatoes, there's um, roast parsnips, there's the meat itself that you're cooking. And, you know, we've only just got a single oven, which is, I would imagine, like a lot of people in this country. Yeah, yeah. So I just run out of space. I was like, right, what are we going to do? <laughs> so and stressed. What, what, what we started to do this year was, instead of, like, finding a way to make it happen and doing it on another day or whatever, in, with regards to sausage rolls, I was just like, let's just not bother. We just, I just didn't make them. And, we, 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 um, <laughs> and also, there was other elements to things which we just went, do you know what, let's just not bother doing that. I didn't miss a thing. No, we didn't have Christmas pudding. No. Still, it's still in the cupboard. Yeah. Um, you know, and the problem with me when I'm cooking and cooking, you know, that huge meal, the vegetables, all the stuff in the oven, you know what it's like, Christmas. I didn't really feel like eating it and I never really eat very much of it. And I didn't really enjoy the whole being so stressed about it. So then we just decided, didn't we? This yeah. is silly. Well, it is. Um, We'd already simplified in previous years. Because, we had, yeah. You know, historically, what happens is, it, it's not just Christmas Day, is it, that you do no, special stuff? No, You, like, plan it out. I mean, yeah, I remember you know, historically. Chris, Christmas Eve, I would cook. And I, I did still do a ham, I think, on Christmas Eve. Did, I, did I do? Yeah, I yeah, did a ham on Christmas Eve. I think that was really... I mean, I do think that was really nice. 
Yeah, it was nice. I'm not saying none of these things are, are not nice. No. But then also I would, I would, normally I would have cooked on Boxing Day. I used to do like a pie with yep. leftovers. Like um, it was a Jamie Oliver thing, leek and sort of turkey, turkey. pie. Yeah. I used to do that, but yeah. I, I don't do that anymore. Well, this um, year, genius. You, you need to get rid of either chicken or turkey. Just have pasta and pesto. Yeah, we had, we had a really simple, really simple meal on Boxing Day. We just but that's one of our favourites. Yeah, pasta, jar of pesto, and the leftover chicken from a bit of sweet lunch. Corn. Some sweet corn in it. Spelt pasta. Yeah, and you know it was great. I mean, th- that for me was like it's the perfect antidote because I mean, number one, it's one of our favourites anyway. Yeah. And right after you've just overdone it. On Christmas Day, which we didn't anyway. Well, I think it's because a psychological. We eat anyway. Yeah, it's kind of a psychological thing, isn't it? But you, you know, your plate is full of stuff you don't normally eat. Yeah. So what we've decided is this: this Christmas just gone, last Christmas. That's so weird. Kay produced her famous Kay's handmade Christmas, and within that show, she made. A Delia Smith's yeah. Christmas dinner. I don't know what it's called. It's it was like a a very simplified version. She designed it for someone, one of her friends, who wanted all the flavours of Christmas yeah. without all of the fuss. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she designed this meal, and it was she did it with turkey, but I used chicken. Yeah. And it was um, a chicken roulade. Yeah. So you flattened out the chicken breast and then you put stuffing in the middle. Yeah. Wrapped it in bacon, you know, rolled it up and then wrapped it in bacon and just cooked it. And we had it, we actually had, I did it, I did it for the show that we produced, but then... You I did it before that, of course. Yeah, I'd done it before then to practice. But then we decided to have a New Year's Day and it was brilliant, you know, because you can do it in advance. So I did it. Well, Brownie helped me as well in the morning. And then you just wrap it up and stick it in the fridge. And then all you've got to do is bring it in the oven for an hour. Yeah. With some root vegetables, yeah. which I just chopped them up, put them on a baking tray, spritzed them with oil. So there was like potatoes, carrots, parsnips, yeah. red onion. And just bung those in the oven at the same time. Yeah. I did some broccoli as well, because Brownie loves broccoli. And then had that, and it was absolutely lovely. So that's what we're going to have for Christmas dinner next year. This year. This year. I can't just cope with it, Kate. No. It gets me every year. So that's what we're going to do. Because it was totally fuss-free. I could prepare it all in an hour in the morning. Yeah. And then all you've got to do is go downstairs, in my case, go downstairs, our kitchen is on the bottom floor, and bring it in the oven. And an hour later, you've got your meal. Perfect. You know, it was it was brilliant. So we said, you know what, that's what we're going to do. Bryony's not bothered what she eats. So. No, and I, I think what for, from my point of view, what the, the the other thing as well was a sort of realization that for you to have a nice time at Christmas, it's got nothing to do with the food. It's got nothing to do with the presents. It's got everything to do with the people. Yeah. All it's about is being, you know, with your whatever your family may be, being yeah. with that family, 
and just being together and maybe playing some games, doing yeah. some nice things. Yeah. Maybe, you know, share a, a, a thoughtful gift or two. Yeah. Ooh. I think for a lot of people, you know, it's very much focused on food. Yeah. And to an extent, probably booze as well. You see, the thing is, though... But we don't drink, not really... I mean, I have the odd glass of wine, but we don't we don't drink. No. Um, I think, though, that, there, that, of course, there are different types of people in the world, and there are foodies. Yeah. For example, Steve. Yeah, My yeah. And Steve. Yeah. He is definitely a foodie, and, you know, food is your thing... Go for it. But he did beef on Christmas Day. Yes. You see, the so, thing is, though, a foodie which is, is going to be going for it for all us. year, aren't they? Because if yeah. you're a foodie, you're always going to be yeah. cooking nice stuff. And perhaps that's where the wheels come off, because yeah. we're not foodies, and suddenly you're, no, like, not really. downing all this rich stuff. And I think because it comes at the end of December, which has been busy and full of stuff and frantic because everybody's December is like that isn't it you've got to I always feel like gosh you know we've had this super busy month and now I've got to do all this you know it just it just feel it it just takes the joy out of it so we were like you know what we're not just not going to do that going forward well the, the plan as well was rather than just make sausage rolls at Christmas. Actually, why not make them through the year sometimes? Yeah, I'm going to do them at some point fairly Easter soon. Easter might be nice. Yeah, Easter might be nice. Or Feb- know, February half term, maybe. And the other great thing about so- those sausage rolls is you put them in the freezer. Yeah, they freeze really well. And you can get that whenever you want. For those of you joining me on Coat Watch, I made the right decision. It's not actually that cold. I don't feel that cold today. I think it's warmer today than it was yesterday. It is. But it's going to get colder. Yeah, it is going to get colder, yeah. Yeah. So, in a nutshell, it's taken me 48 years to realise, actually, a slightly more simple Christmas is definitely the way forward. Yeah. Um, Also, spreading the goodness through the year is also definitely the way forward. I think there's an element of, do you know, where, historically, going back a thousand years... The reason why people stuffed themselves at Christmas was because it would go off and it needed yeah, eating. possibly, yeah, yeah. And, you know, also, it, it, there were feast days. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it wasn't like once a year, all through the year, there were feast days. It was like part of life. Mm. And you know, I find it interesting when I hear people talk about Twelfth Night and how that's the time to yeah. take down decorations. Well... That's only the time to take down decorations if you put them up on, on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. And that's historically what was done. And it was. They went up on Christmas Eve, came down on Twelfth Night. Right, yeah. If you stick them up in early December like so we do. A, it feels like a much longer spell now, I think. The other thing with um, Christmas dinner is that a lot of people, certainly from our experience and what they've told us, don't eat their Christmas dinner till like four in oh, the afternoon. Crazy. Four or half past four. And that's, we actually went for a walk on Christmas Day about half past four, just to get out and some fresh air. You know, we wanted to look at Christmas lights and, and all of that. And we saw loads of people sat in their dining rooms yeah. eating their Christmas dinner. That was fun. We must do that next year. Yeah. And at half past four in the afternoon. And, you know, no one does that at any other time of year. No. no. It just seems to be on Christmas Day. People are like, oh, we'll eat at four o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, I've got a theory as to why they're doing it. Why? 
they've not got enough space in their ovens to Maybe cook all so. the things they need to cook. Maybe so. So they cook it, and once it's all ready... It's, no, it's probably because they're, like, drinking Buck's Fizz and what have you in the morning, and then they don't have breakfast until 11 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So you're not going to want your lunch at one, are you? But no. we do, you know, we're always up early anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas Day, we're always up early. So, so we have ours at one. To officially end our 2023 this year, we'll be spreading the goodness through the year. Yes. Instead of pushing it all into one two-week slot. Yeah. We'll be eating lovely things all through the year. Yeah. <laughs> and much less stressful. Yes. Festive definitely, period. Definitely, definitely. So, we've now... Did you hear the book close? Did I hear the book close? Yeah, the book just officially closed on 2023. Oh, good, good. And now it's a fresh new start in a brand new year yes if only i felt great i know me too (laughs) we both feel rubbish but But, you know the thing to do at that time i always think one one foot in front of the other start moving forward start doing some things which we you know we are we have been well we're literally doing that well that's true (laughs) right now right now and Always, you will start to feel a little bit better, a little bit more positive. And I've got to say, I'm super excited about this year for one reason. One reason. The garden. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been really strange, actually, because normally I really like winter and I like the dark nights and, you know, I, I kind of embrace all that. But this year, I'm not really enjoying it. And I think it's because... You know, I can't get in the garden and potter yeah. around yeah. because we, you know, we did some work in the garden last year and did some planting and all of that. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's just rained and rained and rained as well yeah. the past few weeks. And, the, you know, the garden's just completely waterlogged. I do need to get out in the next week or so to prune my roses that yeah. I planted. So that'll be fun, but I'm just waiting until we've had a few dry days, which is difficult at the minute. Um, Do you specifically need dry days to cut Not really, no. Right. I think it's just a bit more pleasant, isn't it? Not squelching around. But I well, don't really need to do that to prune the roses because I can stay on the path. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, I, th- I think what I'm excited about this year, and I'm totally chilled with any potential failures that may arise. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping all of the things that we planted the thing is are going to survive the winter because it has been so wet. If they haven't, they haven't. And yeah. You know, the, the, the beauty of a plant is it can be dug out and replaced. True. And I think yeah. for, for me, what I'm so excited about is I'm excited about that process of becoming knowledgeable. And just, you know, the plants that we put in last year, I made a note of them. I started a little sort of garden notebook. Yeah and just made a note of everything that I'd planted because I would have forgotten the names. I'm not, you know, I'm not that good yet. But I made a note of everything so that I can look and... Do you want to go straight on? Yeah, yeah, and see, you know, how to prune things, for example. Yeah. You know, do I cut this one back? Do I not? All yeah. of those kinds of things. Because until you've done it, you don't know, do you? How, no. would, you, how would you know? Half the battle, I think, in anything is being open to, first of all, try new things. And secondly, and this is the hard bit, is being ready for failures. And, okay, if something doesn't make it, it doesn't make it. I think that can be a hard thing, can't it? Especially as we get older. I think it's a scary thought, just thinking about pruning roses. But I've watched videos, and it's apparently not difficult. Um, 
so it's not difficult you just worry about doing it too hard or you don't want to mess anything up you don't want to mess anything up you know but i'm sure it'll all be fine making mistakes though is how you learn yeah dan bought me for christmas oh, some yes. little um deadheading shears they're adorable they're only tiny and they're more like scissors, I suppose. That's strangely terrifying, though. You put, like, your, your index finger, your big finger, you put it through this, like, loop. Yeah. And then what that means is when you, you know, cut... I'm doing a movement with my hand that you can't see. But when you cut, you're actually cutting with sort of the ball of your hand rather yeah. than your fingers. Yeah. So I think it puts less strain on your fingers. So I can't wait to use those in the summer. No. That'll I think, be fun. I, think what's I love be... deadheading. Do you? Yeah. We've yeah. not got very much to deadhead, but, you know, because we've only got a small garden, so really we've not got very much, but, you know, we've made the most of what we've got. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's, I mean, why is it you think you love deadheading? Is it like tidying? And it's tidying. Things... I like things to be tidy. I like things to be neat. Yeah. My brain functions way better when my space that I'm in, whether that's the house or, in this case, the garden, yeah. if it's neat and tidy and ordered yeah. and clean, then my brain is so much calmer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's so funny because I watch a YouTube channel. I can't remember the, the name of the YouTube channel, but it's a Buddhist monk. Yeah. It's called Nick. I'm sure if you just search YouTube and put in Nick, Buddhist monk, you'll yeah. find it. Yeah. He's got a really long surname. And I've been watching him recently. I've watched him for a few years. Yeah. But I watched one video where he was giving sort of advice on how to deal with anxiety and stress. Right. And one of the things he said was that you should... Um, have a clean and ordered space that you live in. Right. Um, because if it's not, then, you know, your brain, you, you, you won't feel calm in your brain. Right. Um, so he's saying, you know, if, if you're struggling, go and tidy your office, go and clear out your wardrobe. Yeah. Go in, in the garden, you know, all of these sorts of things. I think that what that and is And I think as that's well, a brilliant... It is. A bit of advice. It's such a positive thing to do. It is a positive thing to do, and you know, nobody. I say no. I say nobody really likes cleaning their house, but I actually don't mind cleaning the house. Um, I'm not mad on cleaning people, the bathrooms, but no, I'd be willing to bet most people do enjoy cleaning the house once they've finished. Yes, and I think that's why. That's why I do it, and that's yeah. why because I know how I'm going to feel afterwards when everything's clean and tidy yeah. and then periodically I will go into for example my wardrobe or in my case my yarn stash or yeah. whatever and I'll go through everything yeah. and I'll decide if I want to donate stuff if I'm going to use it yeah. and go through that sort of process Great and I find to do at the start that at the end of a year too, yeah actually. I find that really good for my brain yeah and I think that's why I like going in the garden and Tidying up. Well, the, well they'll things... feel like that if we have a big garden. Well, we're not going. Oh. We won't ever have a big garden, but our plan, I think, is to have. We want a nice a sized sectioned garden, isn't it? Where there's an area for nice 
an, an area for maybe some vegetables. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I think that as well when you operate in that way, one area is always going to be okay. Yeah. And then, you know, you might need to go in and do a bit of work in the next yeah, one. But, yeah. um, but something I just didn't anticipate. And my goodness, I mean, well, no, we've both been fairly, fairly into it when we've been out there doing stuff, actually. I was going to say you've been way more active than I have, but I think, you know, you definitely have been a little bit more than me, but we've both been fairly active getting things done and yeah. willing to sort of knuckle down and, and get on with it. I'm just thinking that day I came back from filming and yeah. we ended up digging up God, some three tons of... Broken paving slabs that the builders had left in the garden 15 years yeah. ago. I mean, honestly, and then it's you disgraceful. Think, when builders, we... they pay no attention to gardens no. when they're building houses. No. Whatever's in that space, they just cover it with a few inches of topsoil. That'll do. It's fine. Terrible. And I just enjoyed so much getting a bit, you know, sweaty, getting a job done, yeah. a bit of manual labour. Bit of manual labour, yeah. especially when it's your own, when you're improving your own space. Yes. Is a really rewarding That feeling. was another thing that Nick the Monk said, doing right. work outside. Yeah. You know, in their case, when you live in a sort of community that they live in, especially, he's in Thailand. Yeah. And it's sort of foresty and lots of trees and things around where he... Yeah where he lives so there's always something to do yeah. outside and you know the monks spent a lot of time gardening I suppose you would say but keeping their outside space neat and tidy yeah and that action of getting out in the fresh air yeah working with your hands yeah it's all really good for your brain yeah I mean we all know all these things don't we yeah it's easy to forget it's though. easy to forget yeah. Especially on a cold day. Yes, absolutely. And I always say to you that it's the days when I, I run religiously and it's the days when you don't feel like it. And you it. don't feel like it, yeah. The, the days that you're going to appreciate it the absolute most. Yes. And, yeah, it's, it's sort of making that push and getting out and getting it done. But one of the things that I did not anticipate with the garden was because I've started to feel it like you have. You made a reference to how you've always, I can't remember if you said you enjoyed winter, but you were okay with yeah. winter. Whereas this year and you've I been looking forward I'm, to. I'm looking forward to a bit more light because quite often last year I would go out after tea. So it might be sort of six o'clock at night. I say at night. I know some people might not think that's night, early evening. And it's still light, obviously, so. I would go out and I'd tidy up and, you know, trim a few things and do whatever. Yeah. Water some stuff. Yeah. And even if it was only 10 minutes, I just really enjoyed it. It just, I don't know, it just sort of centres you, I guess, would be the, maybe the way of saying well, how it I, makes me feel. What I found is that by having a garden, in which things are going to change as we progress through the seasons. Mm. It's making me not dread the summer. That's right, because we're looking forward to, hopefully, the roses flowering and the other things in the garden flowering as well. I think and come what may... just seeing how big they grow. Yeah. And... 
come what may, summer now holds excitement yeah. in, okay, that's going great, that one isn't, back down the yeah. garden centre, try something else out. And, you know, that process of learning is just going to be fun and really exciting. Yeah. I think as well, this year is going to be a big year for us on a sort of parental yes. stage because this is the year that our daughter, Bryony, will finish, I like to call it uniformed school, even though... Even though she's not been in uniform she's for really two uniform, years yes. now. Yeah, she will, she will finish her A-levels this year, so she's 18 now, Bryony. And what's been lovely, the end of last year, was starting to see a blossoming and a... Yeah, she's, she's struggled. You know, she has struggled with the, the leap from... GCSEs, which are the sort of exams below that they do when they're 16, to A-levels. And it's a whole other world, you know, and it's a big, a big jump up. She, she, and she did kind of struggle, but back end of last year, you know, we had some chats with the teachers and everything was going much better. Um, so that's great. I, I, I think something, I don't know if this is a, an issue with the world as a whole, but... I obviously some years ago had some experience teaching and in my experience when you jump from one level of learning to another it takes a bit of time yeah. for it to bed in and yeah. I just got the feeling that there was an expectation that and I, and I mean this from her school yeah I have a feeling that there was an expectation from the teachers are oh, the sixth forms now yeah so immediately immediately there's a difference in yeah, there was no, there was no real sort of gradual change. No, it was like it was sink or bang. Swim. Yeah, it was exactly like that, and I think. No, I'm I'm not saying that there's a problem with the sink or swim approach, but. But you, some kids cope and others don't. You know, it's yes, and there needs to be a realization that yeah. it might take some a little bit longer, and also, in my experience as a teacher, the people who have to work for it a little bit more are the ones who normally achieve higher in yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't and have to work for it, no, I mean, she's then you don't have an appreciation of where you've come from. She's definitely had to do that, you know. We did try to get some extra help from school last summer, but it just wasn't possible. Just, it wasn't... Well, it was, too, it was too late in the year. It was too late in the year. we found out that some yeah. additional help would be useful. Yeah. In, um, in sort of positive from school I did feel that when school started again that yeah they really did make an effort yes definitely she's had extra help help since. push her on yeah yeah she has so she's definitely had extra help she's gone to extra lessons which is brilliant um yeah because again and her results have been improving yeah everyone works in a different way and yeah that was one of the things you know what that's one of the things that I enjoyed the most about teaching was yeah, okay, you've got a lesson plan, but the lesson plan is a piece of paper and it can only contain a certain amount of information. Mm. Your money as a teacher is earned by realising this particular kid is not getting it because of X, Y and Z. Yeah. And these are the things I need to do to help them get it. And what separates the men from the boys? Or the... What, what's the female equivalent of that? Uh, is there a female? Men from the boys... Ladies from the girls, I don't know. 
I've never, I've never heard that before, but I really like it. Women from the girls. How do, how do, it doesn't sound right, does what it? What separates the women from the girls and the men from the boys? Yeah, it doesn't quite sound right, does it? But you it's, know what we mean. Yeah, it's, it's the ability of a teacher to take the person that needs a bit of... Yeah. And being able to do that yeah. while still keeping their class moving forward. Yes. And, you know, so often what happens is teachers teach to the ability of the lowest or the highest. Yeah. And the ones, you know, who yeah. are around the periphery end up losing out. Well, I do feel... At this point, I feel quite positive about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a definite... A much uh, more kind of lighter... Yeah mental weight you know what I mean it's going to be Um, so interesting to think you know for so long now our years have followed a similar path yeah and whilst the path is still going to be similar it's going to be markedly different very different because Um, you know when you've got a kid in school you follow the school terms don't you everything sort of revolves around the school terms and school holidays and things and that's just going to disappear. Well, now we'll... Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. How did that happen? Well, someone has hit... Someone's hit it. We're walking past a care home, and there is a... It's like a... It's like a, a, a gatepost made out of stones. Big... Brick. Bricks, yeah, thank you. And someone's clearly driven into it. My gosh, what is with the... That's a really old man in that car. He's obviously over-revving his car. My granny used to do that. The other thing my gran used to do... He's really old, that man yeah. who lives there, actually. My I gran- worry about him sometimes. <laughs> my gran used to ride her clutch, something rotten. Oh, gosh, yeah. And then what she would do is, she even though you'd see her... Oh, you're right, Grant. Yeah, yeah, fine. Cars at the garage. Oh, what's up? I need a new clutch again. Yeah. I don't know what it is with these clutches on these new cars, she'd She's say. She's riding it, yeah. Like, oh, no. And the other thing that my gran loved was... She loved Fiat Pandas. Right. And I don't, have you ever been in... Well, I haven't been in a... Well, that'll be the old ones as well, won't it? The original Fiat... It was like a tin can on wheels, wasn't it? The original Fiat Panda, right? The seats... There was a, like a steel pipe at the front of the seat, a steel pipe at the back of the seat. Right. And then they strung material... Oh, my god! ...to create like a hammock. Are you kidding? There, there was a, a level of padding in the material... Minimum padding. Right. You sat on it, and I'm not kidding you. You know, sometimes she'd come and pick us up and take it to her house or give us a lift home. And by the time you got home, the blood had stopped going into your any any Gosh. part of your body below the knee. My word. It was just like, oh my goodness. And also as well, because she was riding a clutch, there was also like this sort of smell of like yeah, clutch and burning, burning clutch. and. And the noise as well. Yeah. Oh, she was a great woman, though. <laughs> oh, yes. One thing I'm not looking forward to this year, or I am looking forward to not eating this year, is my grand's... I forgot what it's called, fried bread. Well, we never eat that. No, no, so I know. It's a weird thing to say. <laughs> well, just thinking of my grand, it makes me think of her fried bread. And Gosh, also as well... Fried bread? Yeah. I've not had that since I was probably about 16... My mum used to do fried bread. My she gran- used to do it in the bacon fat left over when you fried bacon. Yes. My gran would do that and then she would pour the oil from the pan over the oh, fried bread and give you a spoon. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I know. Also, as well, the other, th- horrific. the other thing she would do, which just seems terrifying now, but none of us ever got ill, there was a thing where 
It was a stir fry thing that you froze. I don't know if, if it was made by Findus or... So you bought it frozen is you, what you mean? Yeah, you bought it frozen and you cooked it from frozen. Yeah, yeah, and but it had those, prawns in it. It did. That's deadly, isn't it? She would always... Oh, what do you want That's for lunch? That's really deadly. Do you want some stir-fried prawns? Oh, yeah, lovely, Grant. Yeah, yeah, great. And then she'd stir-fry it and you'd eat it and everything was fine. Oh, but yeah. now, I mean, it does make you think about... We never got ill. No. So, well, maybe she just cooked it properly, honey. Yeah. You just wouldn't You're think... only going to get ill if you don't cook it properly. You would think, though, that cooking a prawn from frozen is never a good idea. Well, I wouldn't do that, but, you know... Oh, I don't know. She was great, But like though. you say, you never got ill. No. So, yes, we've made it. We've finished our first walk of the year. It feels we've like quite the achievement. It, it does. I wonder how many, how many miles do you think you've done? Oh, well, I better have done more than two because... One of my things for this year is that I do more than two miles every day. And I've been doing that quite well, actually. So let's see. I don't feel like it will be much more than two. Oh, it's two, we're okay. 2.15, That's okay. good news. I've been trying to do more like 2.2, 2.3, just up it a teeny bit every day. Yeah. You know, I'm not going mad. No. But it means that I now walk for about 45 50 minutes every day instead of more like 35, 40. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's only a slight increase, but, you know, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, folks, that's it, my goodness. I hope you're all really well. Keep putting one foot in front of the yes. other. Yes. Look forward to a great year. Think of the flowers in the gardens. Oh, yes. All the lovely food you're going to eat. A bit more daylight. A bit more daylight. And, oh, where? What a year it's going to be. A bit less rain. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us Thanks, today. Everybody. It's wonderful to be back with you and we'll yes. see you in two weeks for more. See you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears Radio Show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.